You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. Check out all the fallout we have from that crazy, uh, weird ending between the Browns and the Steelers, the Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph hit, the injuries, a pretty nasty game there on Thursday night. And that's what we'll do here to open the show. We'll break down Browns, Steelers, take away what we can from a fantasy football perspective. That's secondary based on the NFL weirdness and melee that broke out at the end of the game there. So interesting development there that uh, totally not focused on what produced, but we still have to look at it here for fantasy football purposes to help us close the week here on lineup Friday. Then it is lineup Friday. So we'll look at the DraftKings values across positions there, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. And we'll close, as we always do, looking at uh, the injury updates, reports, uh, practices, what's going on there to kind of have an indication who's playing, who's not there this weekend. So let's dive right into this Steelers-Browns game. Pretty ugly ending that happened with about 10 seconds left in the game. What we know so far is that Mason Rudolph won't be suspended. We knew that was pretty clear. But Miles Garrett has been suspended indefinitely. That's a shame for his team because they played really well and he just kind of let them down with that. And that was a big night here for the Browns defense. They had four sacks, four interceptions of Mason Rudolph. Rough game for him all the way till the end. That scary incident uh, unfortunately had to happen. So Browns defense is playing well. And uh, they get Miami next week, so Miles Garrett won't be in the lineup there for that home game here. But uh, they did a lot of damage here without Miles Garrett, so keep that in mind. He didn't have a sack. He had three hits on the quarterback. We know that one really ugly one there at the end. So not as effective. I mean, it's more about the blitzing. Chad Thomas got in there. They were really aggressive in going after him through different players. Joe Schobert had a monstrous game there with the, a four passes defense, got out of the quarterback. So you figure they're going to blitz Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot next week without Garrett in there. And that changes things. Certainly from a run defense perspective for them going forward, it won't affect him too much against the Dolphins with uh, Kalen Balaj not running well and that offensive line really struggling. So you can still stream them there without Garrett. He hasn't been making that much of an impact, to be honest. And he's not sitting himself well at all with the future of this team's team has changed the way they approach things. They said bye to Antonio Callaway. We're not going to tolerate that anymore. Now he's got a suspension looming, so he's out there, not going to be able to play for anyone. So you saw Baker Mayfield in his uh, response after the game, inexcusable. He's the number one overall pick a year after Garrett there in 2017. So really disappointing ending there, but Steelers' uh, offense was really the most disappointing as they were limited Juju Smith-Schuster. He takes a nasty hit, gets knocked out of the game. Deontay Johnson takes a nasty hit. So the tone was kind of set for this ending here. But Smith-Schuster and Johnson left, and then James Conner, he had to leave. Had only five carries for 10 yards, had the shoulder injury, the AC joint 
re-injured it here. Jalen Samuels tried to do his best, uh, of course, similar numbers from Jalen Samuels that he expect. Five catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown, five runs for 26 yards. So he's the best you've got, but this Pittsburgh uh, rushing offense was anemic without Connor. It was not that great with him, and now it's really struggling now without Juju Smith-Schuster, possibly Dante Johnson. They do have the long layover from Thursday Night Football to see if they can go next week and help Mason Rudolph, but this offense is just in a terrible state, and the Browns, the, the way things went down, certainly did not help at all. Now, on the Browns' side of things, you had Baker Mayfield, 193-2 and two passing. He almost had a third passing, but he ended up getting the running touchdown there as they snuck in, as Odell Beckham Jr. Was ru- <coughs> ruled it down at the one after his 42-yard play, just short of the goal line, so Mayfield punches in. Unfortunately, you didn't get that touchdown from Beckham. It would have been his second of the season. It was another off game otherwise for Beckham and Mayfield. Four catches for 60 yards on 10 targets. So really what you're seeing now, Kareem Hunt has been a difference maker for this offense. PPR leagues, definitely sign him up. Six catches here for 46 yards. He's kind of a, taking that receiving back role in stride. And they need a third receiver here. Remind that uh, Rashad Higgins Rashad Higgins was totally absent from this game plan, really. Cardell Hodge made a big play, the 41-yarder downfield there as the receiver, but Callaway gone, Higgins not involved. You got no tight ends here of note. Uh, Demetrius Harris had one major target there. Steven Carlson actually had the touchdown, but it's not something ran, uh, really legitimate here at tight end so no Ricky Seals Jones has been hurting while David Njoku has been out so they need a third weapon and Kareem Hunt why not be that third weapon here and uh, so he's actually been very effective now in two games they use him well with Nick Chubb Chubb still got his he ended up with 27 carries didn't get any receiving yards that was the trouble now he's more like a Marlon Mack type player that's tough for Nick Chubb if he doesn't get the touchdowns but 27 for 92, there's only 3.4 yards average, but could have expected a loss worse from this Chubb production against a very good Steelers running game. You get Kareem Hunt ends up with 12 there touches, so more than double for Chubb here, but those 12 touches got to him uh, those six receptions and uh, 58 yards from scrimmage. So PPR value, Hunt has it. Chubb doesn't have as much now in those formats. He's pretty much a standard league back that you trust a little bit more. And again, Beckham, it's so odd. Just the numbers, you wanted a little bit more. The touchdown didn't quite happen. Missed a lot of other connections. Jarvis Landry, however, locked in now with Baker Mayfield. Third straight game with the touchdown, four for 43. Not Great numbers, but PPR with the touchdown on seven targets, you'll take it any day as your wide receiver three. So expect a little bit more from Beckham. Again, but Landry and Hunt really might open things up for Beckham here in the end. They have a very favorable schedule ahead. So hang in there. If you've been able to uh, field a winning team with Beckham and work around him, good for you. Now you have Beckham maybe helping you with the most important time of the year. And Mayfield still has some value as well. They have some very good matchups coming up as well to close the season, starting with the Dolphins next week. The Cardinals are a little bit down the line here. So there is definitely some value for Mayfield, and uh, things are trending up for this entire Browns offense, not to have that ugly incident with Garrett taking everything away from a good performance overall by the other Browns in this game. The Steelers' offense were really concerned here after the number they did there on them. Now let's uh, go to our transitioning 
to the uh, quarterback values now. We'll, we stick with the main slate here on DraftKings when we look at the values because that's what most people are playing. That's what you can uh, do to kind of squeeze a little bit. If you get too many games, it's a little uh, hard to determine the pool here. So let's look at uh, quarterbacks. Obviously, uh, we know that uh, Mayfield and Rudolph are out of the mix here as well as your Sunday night and Monday night, that's okay because you had uh, Jared Goff and Mitchell Trubisky not appealing there. You do not have Patrick Mahomes or Phillip Rivers this week in that main slate. But So let's look at what we have here value-wise left. And now I look at uh, Derek Carr. I mean, he stands out at 6,100. I mean, facing the Bengals at home, great spot there for sure for the best matchup, for the best price, 6,100. You could look at Nick Foles, 5,600 at the Colts, but... Uh, I look at uh, Sam Darnold right there at 5,700. So Carr and Darnold really stand out to me this week. Foles, I think a little bit boomer bust here overall. Carson Wentz is very cheap at 5,400, but keep in mind he doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey facing a very good Patriots pass defense home. So I'm totally going to kind of punt on going for Foles or Wentz, ironically enough. Uh, if you're going to try to save a little bit of money and drop from Carr, Carr is going to be... The obvious play, a lot of cash game play from him, Sam Darnold. I think you have to look at Kyle Allen here at home. I know the Falcons got their pass rush going against Drew Brees on the road last week in New Orleans, so that could give you a little bit of pause, but he's 5,300, super cheap. The Falcons secondary is still pretty bad. Desmond Trufant can miss another game. If that's the case, you got DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and uh, Greg Olson again, having a favorable safety coverage. Let's shaking linebackers there now. For the Falcons, uh, so Kyle Allen has all the weapons there to exploit that, including Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. So, again, yeah, that's where I look exactly for my value this week. You start with Carr and Darnold, you drop down to Allen, and uh, that's where uh, I'm starting with my bargains. If I want to pay up for a quarterback this week, I would say it's either Drew Brees at 6,900 or Jameis Winston at 6,500 in the same game. Potential shootout, Dak Prescott as well. Always a safe a cash game play at 6,700 there and Josh Allen 66. So you either want to go big or go a little bit bargain. And so Breeze, if you're going to go up there, might as well just go up all the way to Breeze and uh, look at those other values if not. So we'll get to the uh, other positions here in a moment. But uh, first... I've got to tell you that uh, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by my booking. Keep in mind, guys, that Thanksgiving is almost here. And during Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering you a special offer a risk free bet on the Bears line game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give you all your money back. It's a no brainer. Because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced player or first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. There's only six weeks left here in the regular season. Do you find yourself wanting to bet on sports but have a lot of questions? Well, don't sweat it because MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. The best part is if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign offer. Just log in to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code locked on and mybookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar to jump start your bankroll and that's on top of the risk-free bet in that bears lines game 
That's right, a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true NFL fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy team and train and get in on the action with my bookie, mybookie.ag. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Enter that promo code locked on now to take advantage of that great offer. We'll be right back here to look at uh, the next wave of values across positions on DraftKings for DFS in week number 11. All right, uh, we talked about quarterbacks after we're, our discussion here about the Steelers-Browns game. Now we'll have to start to look at running backs here now. Now, if you're going to pay up for a back, it's not looking as great because Alvin Kamara has a tough matchup here. Christian McCaffrey, you like, but he's really expensive at 10500 So is Ezekiel Elliott at 9000 It's quite a bit. It's going to handcuff you at other positions. I think you start at Tevin Coleman at 6100 against the Arizona Cardinals. You have a great game the first time. Matt Breida, however, is not playing in this one. The Cardinals can be run on and give up a big plays in the passing game as well to back. So, Tevin Coleman, we know he's an every other week kind of player. He's overdue now for a big game. That would make sense a lot in this uh, Cardinals matchup there. More appealing than Kenny Drake in the repeat matchup and hoping for the same production here in this game. Now, as we go a little deeper, I mean, some of these guys really have bad matchups overall. But Brian Hill lines up really well. He's the starting running back now for the Falcons with Devonta Freeman missing the game. 4800 Pretty good value there that you have to take advantage of. The Panthers have been terrible against the run. They have been giving up more big runs there than consistent chunks. But the Falcons' offense is dangerous. They can open things up. Brian Hill should get the goal line work as well as the receiving work here. So just by volume alone at 4800 Brian Hill has a lot of appeal here this week. And a sneaky play to me is at Jordan Howard at 4,700. The numbers say the Patriots are very good against the run, but if you look at the yards per carry, it's not that great. And they got smashed by the Ravens last week. A good offensive line, physical, moved them around. So Jordan Howard should be busy. Miles Sanders in that same vein, a little cheaper at 4,100 that you could look at. But that matchup is better than you think, and maybe some that people are not going to be on based on the numbers. But I think that's the way the Eagles have to kind of win the game, and you'll see that for sure this week. Now, I think you could also look at Devin Singletary. You'd have to pay a little bit more here for what you get there, 6000 So he's right there in the Tevin Coleman range. It's hard to trust Singletary, the Bills offense in general, so I would rather go Coleman in that sense. But uh, yeah, my bargain place for sure is one of the Eagles backs in this game. Sanders also has that appeal there for uh, receiving the ball and uh, making something happen there. So Something to certainly watch there this week. Now, you could also take advantage there if you're playing Sunday night of Tarek Cohen because David Montgomery looks like he might miss the game. I also like in that uh, game on uh, Monday, I drew like uh, Damian Williams to get going against the Chargers there and Melvin Gordon. So those are some picks. So away their best matchups, unfortunately, a little bit away from this uh, 1 o'clock window, but uh, that's that's where you look at some of the values there. Brian Hill, I think he's going to be owned in a lot of cash games, but he should be. I mean, he's just too cheap for starting running back that is going to yield some good returns versus, say, a Sonny Michel at 4,900, a little bit more. Tough matchup on the road against an Eagles run defense or Royce Freeman, 48, against the Vikings run defense. So it's pretty clear where people are going to go, and it's okay to have some chalk 
if you are trying to avoid something else. Now, if you're going to go a little bit away, I think, and pay up a little bit more, another chalk play is going to be Josh Jacobs against the Bengals, 6,900. So very good play there. You know the Bengals are really awful against the run. The Raiders should have a big lead in this one. So everything lines up well for Jacobs to have a good game right there with Derek Carr. But you have to kind of decide where do you want to invest more, a little bit Jacobs or a little bit Carr. Jacobs is going to have the high ownership. Maybe pivot from him and go the Carr route here as well this week. Now, we turn to wide receiver, and uh, this is interesting. Uh, Amari Cooper is my high-end option. Darius Slay looks like he's going to miss the game with a knee or neck injury, so 7700 for him. Julian Elbin against that Eagles pathetic secondary, 7600 And Mike Evans, people are going to be thinking about that last game against the Saints, but Marshawn Lattimore could miss the game. You have P.J. Williams, so Mark... Or, Having Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin could both eat in this game. 7,400 for Evans, 7,300 for Godwin. I definitely want to have one of these guys in my lineup as much as possible. But that $100 difference and no Lattimore, Mike Evans certainly having a lot of appeal. So Cooper, Edelman, Evans, Godwin, that high-end range with that value to go after them for sure. Now, Cortland Sutton at 6,000. I know it's Brandon Allen, but Brandon Allen and him had a good, pretty good con- con- connection last week week or last time they played with the Biden at last week, but the Vikings are pretty vulnerable. Cortland Sutton can cause problems for their secondary. So I love that value at 6,000 DJ Moore at 5,900. He should get a nice cornerback matchup in this game as well. He's been on fire playing very well with Kyle Allen. Good stack there that you can think about a Kyle Allen stack and much your stack. I much prefer that over a Cortland Sutton Brandon Allen stack. So that's something you look, you could take a dart at Will Fuller the secondary is very good and deeper now, but Will Fuller's deep threat, so Sean Watson can buy time moving around, get the ball downfield. There's that. Uh, Marquise Brown, 5,600. One rookie that can stretch the field. The Texans secondary is awful. You have Terry McLaurin against the Jets secondary at 5,600 as well. So those are two guys at the same price that you can look at for sure in this uh, matchup. And then if you want to go with the super bargain bin of the day, Debo Samuel at 4,000. I mean, he's averaging 10.5 fantasy points per game. I think he could get 16 in this game easily, so give you that 4K reward. Really save some good money. Go after some players or positions. And you can take a dart throw at Ted Ginn as well. He did score in the first matchup against the Buccaneers. Their secondaries in shambles with no Vernon Hargraves, Carlton Davis, and MJ Stewart. Deep threats opposite... Uh, Michael Thomas, he hasn't been seeing a lot of snaps here. Traquan Smith, some people are on. But Ginn still, to me, is the deep threat that you can look at more in that offense. So some really cheap players. But if Emmanuel Sanders is ruled out or limited here, 4000 for Samuel. Great, great price this week. Now let's turn to tight end here and uh, look at the matchups. And uh, Tight end, we know, has been a difficult position to navigate all season. And uh, we also are going to be probably without George Kittle. He's the most expensive one anyway. It's 7000 so we want to have him. Austin Hooper, we want to have him at 5600 So this is slim pickings already from the beginning. Uh, you look at Jared Cook, that's a pretty good matchup there at, at 4400 That's about, I don't know if you'll get the two or three. K return. He's only averaging 8.2. He's a little touchdown dependent, but he's been scoring and getting involved late in the matchup is pretty good. Jack Doyle, we'll see if he plays to the shoulder injury, but at 4,000, I like him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson as well against the Cowboys at 3,600. Now here's 
a deep, weird spl- streamer for you. Ross Dwelly. Now, Ross Dwelly played almost all the snaps there when George Kittle was out against the Seahawks. They didn't throw to him enough, but he had seven targets in that game. So there were some opportunities there, even in the red zone. And we have the Cardinals. There have been a couple games, I believe, against the Bengals that they didn't give up a tight end touchdown. And one more where it didn't come to fruition. I think otherwise it's been a score easily on the tight end. And Dwelly is the receiving tight end there for this team. You look at the pricing, I think that reflects it a little bit, that he's at 3400 uh, more expensive than guys like Tyler Eifert and Dallas Goddard at 3200 So there's certainly something there with uh, these two players and the value. And Dwelly, again, he did have four catches for 30 yards in that game where George Kittle was active and had a good game against the Cardinals the last time around, two weeks ago. So there's that to uh, consider here for sure this week. So Dwelly could be good value here, especially the number of snaps he plays. I mean, you could look at Goddard and Eifert, but they play such limited snaps in that offense. Goddard is okay, but Eifert very limited there for the Bengals, even in a good matchup. So Dwelly, I think just by the nature of the matchup being favorable, it's a number one matchup there. Dwelly deserves a look there. Now, if you got Kittle in seasonal as well, by the way, I think it's not a bad time to deploy Dwelly. It's going to be a little better. Remember the Seahawks had Quandre digs in there to help against the tight end a little bit more. The Cardinals just continue to be terrible guarding that position. Now, finally, we'll look at the defense and special teams here that you can look at the values. Uh, actually, in the seasonal league, I play the Browns there on Thursday night, but I think everyone's going to be going after the Raiders. You can bet that for 3300 you got to take it as the sixth highest. I mean, Ryan Finley looks awful. The Raiders' defense is playing really well right now. 3300 looks good. I think another sneaky play is the Jets at 3,100 on the road against the Redskins and Dwayne Haskins. So targeting rookie quarterbacks is not bad unless he's uh, Kyler Murray. I don't think you want to pay 4000 there for the 49ers at the highest level. So that's how you kind of look at the values here across positions. And uh, pretty good stuff here that uh, can help your team and uh, roster construction with some basic players. These are just some guys that you want to put in. You want to change things around there to make sure it's different, to take some chances in uh, your tournaments and uh, keep the cash games uh, pretty steady with people that you know are a little bit more likely to produce based on their matchups. You can trust how their coaches will deploy them this week. So we still have to uh, talk about the injury updates here for week number 11 Sunday and Monday games, but first I've got to tell you about Blue Chew. Remember guys, the days you're already ready to go always uh, with sex. Well, now we're talking about better, greater sex, and you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed by going to bluechew.com. It's blue like the color blue. Blue is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and CL, so you know that Blue Chew works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they can work up to twice as fast as pills, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, we are used to talking to good game, guys, but this is what's going to help you with your follow-through and uh, come through in the clutch. 
extra function and more confidence where it counts. That's what Blue Chew gives you. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Blue Chew is made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to you, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, you have a special deal to listener to Lockdown Fantasy Football. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. You'll just pay $5 shipping there against BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring LOCKEDON Fantasy Football. Also, I have to tell you about Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, Visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. We will be right back here to close the show looking at the injury updates you need to know for week number 11. All right, uh, we're here uh, to close the show and the week here on Lineup Friday with our injury report updates. Let's start at quarterback. Matt Ryan's okay if the ankle injury is going to play. Matthew Stafford is not with the back and hip. Jeff Driscoll is going to start again against the Cowboys. Jacoby Brissett is going to return with the knee. Patrick Mahomes, fine with the knee. Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing through a right shoulder injury, but playing against the Bills, his former team. Sam Darnold is dealing with a left thumb injury, but a good matchup again. DFS value there against the Redskins this week. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, notable is that David Johnson's not on the injury report. Chase Edmonds is too mispractices in the hamstring. He's not going to play. I think Kenyon Drake is probably going to be the lead here, at least until we get to the Cardinals' bye and see if they change things up after that. The Falcons will not be with uh, Devonta Freeman, so Brian Hill, as we mentioned, good DFS value starting there. Uh, next on that other side is that Christian McCaffrey is going to play the foot. Now, David Montgomery, we're watching with the ankle injury. He could really miss this game. He was downgraded practice on Thursday. We'll see what happens on Friday. could be a game-time decision at best here, if that's the case, they really have only Ryan Nall, an undrafted free agent, behind uh, Tarek Cohen. So Cohen could be very busy against the Rams in a play that you look at in a DFS, especially in showdown mode for that game. Philip Lindsay's okay with the wrist to play. We'll see if Ty Johnson returns, but concussion could be tricky. May not be cleared here for the Lions against the Cowboys. Jordan Wilkins not in there, so that means Marlon Mack is going to have a big... Volume share against the Jaguars on early downs. Justin Jackson probably not going to play with a calf injury. Campbell Lodge is going to play through his neck injury against the Bills. Le'Veon Bell has ribs, knee, and an illness. But he'll play through it. He played well last week, produced. So against the Redskins, a good matchup for him this week. Josh Jacobs here. They're dealing with the shoulder injury, but that smash matchup against the Bengals. Jordan Howard, shoulder as well, but a pretty sneaky good matchup against the Patriots if they can stick in the game. Matt Breida is going to miss that uh, Cardinals game for the 49ers and ankle injury. So Tevin Coleman, good news for him. Adrian Peterson didn't uh, practice, but was a rest there with the toe injury. He's going to go. Chris Thompson, the toe, probably won't go. So Peterson, Geis, backfield split against the Jets. Now, we turn to wide receiver where Marquise Brown just being managed here. Um, just uh, ankle injury, but playing through a great matchup against the Texans. A.J. Green not going to play with his ankle injury. Mari Cooper will play with his ankle and knee injuries against the Lions. Michael Gallup as well with his knee injury. You're looking at uh, Danny Amendola with his foot. He's fine for the Lions on the other side of that. Will Fuller looks like he could return for the Texans. Not a bad dart throw there as a tournament uh, play for Will Fuller returning for Deshaun Watson. 
T.Y. Hill and Paris Campbell out again here. It means a lot about the tight ends, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle this week. D.D. Westbrook is going to return from his neck and shoulder injury just in time for Nick Foles. Could do some damage there against the Colts. Sammy Watkins is growing. He'll play against the Chargers uh, for the Chiefs. Brand Cooks is going to miss another game for the Rams. So a little bit more of Gerald Everett and Cooper Cup this week. Uh, better inside matchups there against the Bears in Week 10. Devontae Parker playing through his calf. He'll be fine. Adam Thielen won't be playing through his hamstring. Again, misses the game uh, with a bye next week against the Broncos. Uh, this week, Jameis Crowder is fine with a knee and quad. Demarius Thomas should play with a knee and hamstring. Back and shoulder injuries for Robbie Anderson. Thomas is now the preferred receiver over Anderson. Alshon Jeffrey has missed two days of practice with the ankle injury, so he's looking very iffy to go there for the Eagles. A really tough uh, time there. And I can't see uh, him producing too much anyway with uh, Stephon Gilmore in there. Emmanuel Sanders, we'll see about him. He has a better chance to play with a ribs injury. They could uh, rest him and be careful with him, given it's not a lower body injury. But overall, you have to watch that with uh, Sanders. Dante Pettis limited. Uh, you're not looking at him anyway. And fantasy, Paul Richardson is probably going to miss the game there against the Jets' hamstring issues. So, Karen McLaurin, big targets fired up. Austin Hooper at tight end as he transition there won't be playing. Luke Stocker is going to play and replace him, but they also have Jaden Graham, a rookie there that they could look at as well. Dawson Knox, addition to the injury report. We'll have to see him with a knee injury, but you can't count on him anyway. The Bills tight end against the Dolphins. Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen, the Bears tight ends. You probably don't even care, but they're not going to be in there. Tyler Eifert, fine for the Raiders. Jeff Hyerman could return. Now, why that's important is that cuts into no offense. Snaps a little bit, but Fant still could be usable against the Vikings. Jack Doyle's fine with the shoulder. Play through it. Gerald Everett has a wrist. He'll play. Tyler Higby, we'll see with a knee injury. They're optimistic, but it could be Everett seeing a few more balls his way this week as well. Uh, Matt Lacoste, not that you care, but he's got the knee injury there. Ryan Griffin with the ankle. They're uh, available. Not a bad streaming little option against the, Red the Redskins this week for sure. George Kittle, knee and ankle, looks pretty bad for him to play this week. So I would say he's out. Ross Dwelly, we mentioned as a sleeper. Keep in mind that Garrett Salick with the back and Levine Tololo with the growing of the backup blocker tight ends have been limited as well. And Vernon Davis is probably not going to play again, limited again with the concussion. It could be the end here for him. So probably not going to be out there against the Jets. And then finally, you look at uh, the kicker situation with Robbie Gold. Going to miss another game probably with that quad injury against the Cardinals. So Chase McLaughlin... Once again, is going to be the guy that they turn to there in San Francisco. So there you have it. There's a look at all the key injury updates you need to know here for uh, week number 11. Uh, lineup Friday closes the week. We got you through again. Started with our Roundup Monday, Pickup Tuesday, Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday. And we've come around full circle to another week of shows. So all we can say is uh, good luck in all your games this weekend, whether it's seasonal or DFS uh, matchups you're playing in. Uh, take care of that. It's a key week. Good luck on your way to the championship and hope we help there along the way. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.